Hello and welcome to another episode of Raw Positivity. Um, today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, someone that has been in my life for five years, which I can't believe it's almost been five years. Um, and I actually met her at Matthew Hussey's retreat um, way back in 2015. Um, and she is one of the most beautiful, amazing people that just is a shining light to me uh, in the world. And so I'm so excited to be talking to her and getting her to share some of her story, share some of that juice um, with us today. And I'd love you to all meet Megan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a amazing introduction thank you so much i can't believe it's been almost five years since we met it's crazy five years at fact, the end of august like in another month it'll be exactly five years holy it, crap <laughs> it will be five years which i cannot believe and i know for you that that first retreat was was absolutely life-changing like it it was for me and it's it's set these five years that we've had up and put me into the position where I'm sitting in front of you and actually creating this podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so proud of you too. Like I know you've talked about this for a while. So like, I'm so honored to be a guest on your podcast and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, for me, I know before we even started chatting that uh, well, we were actually talking about, what we what how we actually saw each other and I was I was actually saying to you that when I first saw you I I remember seeing this beautiful amazing person that had so much love and so much light but I could see that underneath that was this deep pain and this deep pain of how you actually experienced the world and it was like, whoa, like how how can it be that there's this beautiful, amazing person that has so much light but be in so much sort of sadness and pain, um, which, you know, I think is pretty common when now looking back I can, I can see that, you know, just because someone's a, a beacon of light doesn't mean that they aren't carrying a huge amount of pain in their life. Absolutely. I think most of us carry around more than we let people know, you know, um, you know, why put your burdens always onto somebody else? Everybody has their own things that they're dealing with, especially, you know, I can't see it. So it's the free zone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like the first retreat was, very honestly like I've actually been on three retreats and they all have provided some major shifts you know um I think the first one just sort of started to lay the groundwork of building a relationship with myself to somebody who actually I liked who I was because mm -hmm. I didn't like who I was there was a lot of myself that I didn't like it during the first retreat and there was other things that I had still been carrying around for a long time that I had never dealt with. 
Um, and so, but the first sort of first steps on the road and even just building the road and laying the bricks is having that relationship with yourself. And so that first um, experience at the retreat really helped the start of the relationship that I have with myself now. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, something else that was introduced to me then that I didn't fully quite get because there's so much to absorb during the retreat is um, like what exactly gratitude is. It's not just thank you. You know, it's not just these two words that you can just, you know, spit out at any point in time for any kind of little gesture. You know, there's so many different ways to express gratitude and there is a whole attitude of gratitude in life that I literally had no idea of, you know, let alone how to actually walk that life and live through gratitude. Um, and there's, uh, these gratitude sessions at the retreat. Um, they happen every single day at the same time. And it was during my second retreat that actually, I think I had probably one of the most, um, healing moments of my life. Um, it was, um, Steve, who is Matt's dad was talking. He's run, normally runs the gratitude sessions and he was talking about like, you know, business and like the door is like, you know, has now now open sign and, you know, I was thinking about my love life and all this stuff. And, you know, it's just like, and I just remember, um, it all, it all sort of dissipated away, you know, like you're kind of, you're in a dark room at this point and your eyes are closed. You're in a relaxed position, sort of like, you know, in going into a meditative state. And I just remember everything in the room sort of disappeared. I stopped hearing what Steve was saying. I was just surrounded by white and it was not necessarily floating, but I was sort of standing somewhere, but you couldn't see the ground. And I remember seeing my ex-boyfriend, Steve, um, who's standing just a few feet away from me. And we were just in like this soft gaze and looking into each other's eyes. And um, to give context, uh, Steve was someone who I dated for about nine months and I had ended the relationship. Um, But Steve had died about a year and three months or so after we had broken up. And so after that, I had really shut down, like, um, which is, I think, totally normal in, in that sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, gosh, I can't even imagine if we had been together and then that happened, it would have been exponentially worse. So my heart goes out to any, anyone who's ever, you know, lost a spouse or, you know, partner equivalent or anything, you know, it's just, my heart goes out to you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so back in the room during the gratitude session, I just remember seeing Steve, you know, standing across from me and we were just like softly looking to each other's eyes and our, we were holding each other's hands. And just at one point, you know, like I had let, we'd let go of each other's hands and I put mine on his side and we just sort of talked for a little bit and, you know, thanking each other for the experience that we had. And, you know, like I tried releasing him plenty of times in the past, but you know, just this time he just sort of dissolved away. 
And I, as I put my hands back to my side after letting go of his, I felt, you know, another man's hand reach into my left hand. And I just knew that it was the man that I'm supposed to end up being with. And that, you know, that still is happening for me in my life. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace that I'd never felt when I thought about Steve. And so, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm kind of like back in the room and, you know, like hearing Steve talk and I, I, I don't even know how many minutes I was sort of in this other space, but I knew that, and I just started crying afterwards. I actually grabbed my towel that I was laying on and I just sort of like buried my face in it and I just allowed myself to cry it out because it was a very emotional moment and it needed that release. And, and from that, it was like, wow, I can finally let that part of my life be at peace now, instead of when I think about it, it was in turmoil. And now it's at this sense of peace, which it's like, that's what it should be. You know, like, I don't, feel like I have to cry when I think about him or, you know, I feel like I can still like, you know, talk to him in a certain sense and, you know, wonder, you know, he's looking down on me or his kids or, you know, anything, you know, it's just like, there's a now a sense of peace and happiness with it that just never was there before, you know, so. It, it gave you that, that full closure um, yeah. of, of the relationship that you, you know, were probably seeking but couldn't find. Yeah, you know, and I had no way, I had no idea of how I was ever going to, you know, come to terms with that and have some sort of resolution with it because, um, I mean, you can't get it when it's not, when the person's not literally there to talk to you anymore, you know, like how do you be able to move on from that? You know, if it's something that you want to move on to, like, I think that part of it is also a bit of a decision. Do you want to hold on to this person and, you know, keep them in this place and this status in your life, in your heart, you know, I mean, and in some people in certain cases that might be appropriate for them and that's absolutely okay. Mm -hmm. You know, for me and my relationship and what, what it was, it, it was better for me to let it go and move on to find the person that I'm really meant to be with. But what I guess I'm also sort of hearing you say as well is that it didn't happen straight away. It took you time to come to terms with that and actually get to a place where you were okay to release him, so to speak. A hundred percent. You know, um, Steve died June 5th, 2011, and it was in my august 2016 retreat was when that moment happened so there was a few years of just numbness and there was a few years where i had chosen to go back to school and i was working full-time going to school full-time so i didn't give myself a second to think about anything other than work and school so there was another two years just gone you know and then it was the year after I graduated from art school that I actually went to Matt's first, my first retreat. Um, so it, that started that building that relationship with myself. So it definitely took a while to get there, but the actual work 
that I've put in to get there has been more worth it than I could even describe with the vocabulary that I have, <laughs> you know, like it is unbelievably worth it. And I think that that's something that I think you took away and I definitely took away from that first retreat. It's not about what happens. It's about the journey there. So even if it takes you five years to get there, that's better than it taking you 20 or 30 or never getting there. Um, you know, it's, it's about that journey to actually allowing yourself to continue to grow. Um, and I think this is probably for me where gratitude comes into importance because it's like I'm like so grateful that I was able to get there. Absolutely. Having that awareness to even recognize, wow, this is something to be grateful for. You know, I think there's a lot of things that we can find in life where it's like, oh, this could be a thorn in someone's side. But, you know, there's always there's always gratitude in it somewhere. You know, some people may look at it as like some sort of silver lining in it, but, you know, I think that it can have a deeper meaning than just a silver lining, you know, it's mm. just a different perspective, you know. It, it is. And I mean, I don't know about for you, but for me, gratitude is something that I do daily. Um, and just that daily practice of finding the little tiny things, like even like, Sometimes I've had a really shit day. <laughs> it's like the thing I'm grateful for is that the day's over. <laughs> like I get yeah. to start fresh tomorrow or that, um, you know, I've, I've in those shit days, sometimes it's ungrateful that I had a shit day because then I know the difference between a good day and a bad day. You know, it's funny. I was about to say just something almost exactly like that. Basically like there's this gratitude jar that I had started. I did it last year and I'm doing it again this year. And every day there's something that I write. And um, at the end of the year, I take stock. And so last year when I did the experiment and I started reading through all of the different notes from last year, you know, there are definitely some like down days that I had last year. And on days where I wrote about like, I'm thankful for the low days to remind me like there are better days to come or that there are, you know, to, to, to show me the sweet balance of life. You can't enjoy happy things without having the sad things as well. You know, mm. like it's, it's part of the overall balance of life. It, it definitely is. And I think, um, I know people and I'm sure, you know, everyone that's listening knows people that, that they've, they have a bit more of an easier life. They, they don't necessarily get dealt some of those harder cards, but when they have those high moments, they also don't get to experience them the same way that someone that's had those sort of shit days, so to speak. The mild current versus yeah. the, the bigger current. And which I think is in the long run, it's, it's, it, it allows the colors of life to come through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, allows it to, to shine through that person, that individual, because their version, their view of the world is often more colored and more viewed and, and, and deeper, more richer. Absolutely. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's, it's a good thing, but I also know as well that you have a bit of a practice that you're doing at the moment, uh, 
daily and I would love for these guys to hear it because I think it's an amazing practice. Yeah, so I mean, this has been something that I started doing a few years back and I've sort of done it off and on and I definitely find that when I do it, I'm able to have just an easier time in life um, because it provides that gratitude perspective. Um, so it's a journal of three things that I did well today. So I'll write like the date and then three, um, T I W T I D W T three things I did well today. And then I just list out three things that I felt I did well that day. And it could be as simple as like, I got my workout in or I did a Hebrew lesson because I'm learning Hebrew. Um, or, you know, I, honored my body by not going so hard at the gym and I took a bath and, and Epsom salt and I wrote, lit some candles for myself and I wrote in my journal, you know, so practicing some more of those self-love and care moments. Um, you know, so there's, there's could be almost anything like, or, you know, I did a favor for my neighbor, you know, or it just whatever it is, it's just three things that, I feel proud of these actions that I took and it makes me feel like I did do something today that was an expression of the best version of myself that I wanted to, that I want to be, you know, because I think that is, I think for anybody, it takes conscious effort to know what it, who it is that you want to be in this world. And then to also then practice those ways of being and those values and, you know, it takes intention and conscious mm -hmm. effort to do that. So, you know, and sometimes, you know, on days where, in times where I'm feeling low, even though sometimes I might write the same thing several days over, you know, I know that there's still some consistency in that that I'm doing. And so, I mean, sometimes my journal entry for that day, like one of them is I wrote in this journal, you know, and it's just like, I don't but I did this today or like I made my bed this morning. I'll come home and I can have a bed, a bed that's made. And it's something that's small, but it's those little things in life that also make up the majority of your life. So and it's, it's that continual practice. Like even yeah. in those shit days, continuing the practice. Absolutely. You know, and you know, just all snowballs at some point. And then it's like, sometimes after like, a little while if you don't feel that great and you can go back and you can reread like oh wow look at what I did that day or that day and it's like oh I remember that and you know it's like okay it gives you that perspective shift sometimes that you need to have you know mm. or it helps keep you in alignment in attunement with uh uh in attunement I don't even know if that's a word but in attunement is uh, definitely a word okay I'm like <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like a made up word, right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, it definitely can help keep in alignment of your goals for yourself and, you know, the values that you want to practice in this world, you know, even in the face of things that, you know, don't deserve it. It's when those, it's like, it's in those moments where it's like, you can ask yourself, okay, how do I want to be in this moment? And you have that choice. You know? And it so, is. And it's, and I know for you that like part of that journey that we both went on from that retreat was actually finding out who it is that we were and who it is that we wanted to be. Yeah. And that process took us a while. That's not something that you wake up 
and you instantly get it. It's it's something. So if like any of you that are listening are in that process of finding out who you are, take care, take time. Your gratitude could literally be, I am learning who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and this funny thing is, is even though I'm here now in this moment and Megan's here now in this moment, 10 years from now we're going to be different people and we'll still be learning about ourselves. Yeah, because we can never, I mean, we're never stopping evolving and changing as people. You know, circumstances happen in our lives that alter our course. And so it's it's always taking stock and, and some things that may be important to you right now may not be important, you know, a year from now, let alone even more than that, you know? So it's a never ending journey of self-discovery that is quite frankly, very exciting. It is. And yeah, as, as Jess was saying, like, you know, I, I think it's always investing in yourself is always a great investment and taking the time to stop. And if you can give yourself some space and some time away from the pressures of daily life. And sometimes I get it, that's not possible, but maybe there's five minutes that you can carve out for yourself to just say like, okay, like what, like what it is that I want to be today. Maybe it's only today that we get through. Maybe it's just what's, what's for this next hour. Who do I want to be in this next hour? It doesn't have to be, Oh my God, over this whole course of life. Cause it's in that hour is an expression of who you are that day but it's an expression of who you are to the universe in general. And that little minute pieces will add up over time, you know? So take stock of what's important to you, what you value and implement it in a practice that works for you in your life. Yeah. And, and that's all you can do. And it's, um, about getting back up on the horse like you're gonna fall down you're gonna crash but it's it's getting back it's getting back up on the horse every time whether it takes you a a minute an hour a day a year two years ten years if you get back on the horse you're doing better than 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 most people yeah i hope it doesn't take 10 years i hope it doesn't take 10 years but that's that's why I have people like Megan in my life because I know that she's going to come in and kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be like, why are you still sitting like and doing this? You know, mm-hmm. she's going to, she, she's going to lift me up and get me to move on. Like, come on, Jess, what are you doing there? <laughs> come on now. You know better. <laughs> but I also do the same for her as well. Cause I need it too. Um, we're all human. We're all, we all have those moments. We all have those days. It's funny. I like what you said earlier, just reminded me of just this morning, um, the workout at the park. Um, I do CrossFit. So you guys know, like, so we were doing some sort of, there's a challenge after the workout that was for like a five minutes of practicing your handstand um, position either against a tree or just freestanding. And now granted I am not anywhere near that, but um, you know, something that I know that I'm pretty strong and I feel like I'd like to start making some attempts 
I'd feel safer doing it inside my gym once it's safely to do so and reopen and whatever. But like to do a practicing up against a wall is something that I'd like to try, but under the guidance of one of my coaches. So I'm not inclined to try it in my house yet, but um, because the gym mess, I can also prep a lot of soft stuff around each. I'm sure I could probably pop some blankets if I wanted to. But anyway, um, I was uh, saying to the coach, like, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm just like afraid I'm going to like fall on my face, you know, like out of the bailout. Cause you know, it's either like you're either coming up and you didn't come up enough or you came up too much. It's about finding that center balance. Right. And so he's like, you know, chances are there's going to be a few times you're going to fall and smash your face. You know, it's just part of it, you know? And so it's like, Sometimes it's that accepting of the reality of like, okay, well, this thing I really want to get to, there's going to be some uncomfortable, uncomfortableness that I'm going to have to also go through. And just yeah. to expect that some of that is just going to happen at some point, you know? So it, it, it definitely will. Um, it definitely will. Anything in life. That's, that's how it is. You know, it's like generally the journey to get you where you want to be doesn't always feel really great along the way. Hopefully you're not literally smashing your face into things during these lessons, but during a handstand practice, that's going to be the case. So, And sometimes it's about being grateful for your failure. Like, yes, failure is such a great teacher. It's not one, one of the things that sticks with me, it's from, now I can't remember the exact book. I think it's The Habit Loop. Um, and it talks about how in NASA they actually, like you will see if the rocket explodes, they will clap and cheer. <laughs> and the reason for it is, is because if they didn't clap and cheer, that's like three, four years worth of work that they put into this rocket exploding in their face. And the absolute emotional depression that that would put them through um, if they chose to view it as, well, there's three years down the drain, they wouldn't pick themselves up. It would take them three, four years to pick themselves up. So instead they've created this culture where they celebrate failure, like, great, it failed. Now we get to improve it and make it better. And that has always stuck with me um as something so quite often not always there is definitely days that I don't celebrate it but there is quite often I'll get to a point and I'll actually be like hell yeah I found a failure like now I get to the opportunity to improve it I get the opportunity yeah. to change it mm -hmm. and I think that that attitude alone for me has changed the way that I perceive the world and perceive my own failures and has given, given me my, like an aspect of my freedom mm. um, that I otherwise, if I hadn't have heard that, hadn't have read that probably wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I might've had a version of it, but I wouldn't have had that, you know what, like freaking celebrate your failures. Yeah. The sense of appreciation for it. Because it, you tried, you failed, now it's time to get back up, try and tweak it, see if you can fix it. And if it doesn't work, no problems. Do it again. Yeah. Just, um, okay, then you know at least, okay, this way also does not work. Okay, what else can we try? 
you know, get those creative juices flowing. There's going to be a solution somewhere. Because the people who continue to push, continue to grow are the ones that continue to get back up and stand up and continue to fight on. No one is made or changed in a day. No, not at all. Takes a lot of work and dedication, time, effort, and intention. Yeah, lots of intention. Lots of intention. <laughs> Probably should have been the first word out of my mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of intention and lots of continuing to push. Yeah, that perseverance. Yeah, it is key in this. Um, if you if if you can have that your life will change around you in ways that you never thought possible. Absolutely. And also saying no to things that aren't serving you anymore. Yes. That's another big one. It is. Yeah. I know that from this last year, I have left a job that I was in for almost nine years. I was two weeks shy of my nine year anniversary with the company I was with beforehand. And, um, there was a lot of years where I really wasn't that happy to the point that I had chosen to go back to school. I was trying to get out of the industry altogether. Ultimately I'm still in the same industry, but I, I had my own catalyst moment that at that job where I realized I cannot work for this company anymore. I just can't. And, uh, I had, uh, as I said, I started working out, um, doing CrossFit and the gym that I was going to, there was, um, some gals that were working at the salon and one of them was the owner of the salon. And so, um, I had actually had talked with her cause they had actually offered me to like, Hey, why don't you like come in and check it out? You know, we'd love to have you over there just cause we all got along so well at the gym. And, um, I actually, after this moment, I called up the owner and was like, Hey, let's get together and chat. And I was six weeks from that point in time to the point that I left my job. I put my two weeks in, I was just told to pack my stuff up and go, uh, which I did anticipate. Um, and I left and I started a new place that I felt totally wildly outside of my comfort zone since I had been in the safe little cocoon for so long in this one place. But I'd done so much growing in that space that now the environment that I'm in is so different and it's an environment that encourages us to find our voice within the industry and to be who we are and the person, the, the business professional that we want to be, not just here's what we expect of you and this is what we want you to do. This yeah. is, okay, what do you think? This is your business. How do you want to run your business? And so it became very confronting in a lot of ways in that, as, in that term, in that sense. But um, also what it's done is helped me exercise that muscle of decision making and trusting my decisions which for a long time I had lost trust in my own decision making process you know I was sort of leaning too much on so-and-so's advice or what others opinions are and what I should do instead of trusting my own intuition and my own thought process of how things should be run Mm -hmm. and so now I've been given that opportunity and 
with taking that, I've also gotten my first like new car and, you know, there's, I've uh, gone booth rental altogether and um, there's so much greatness that has come in from, you know, taking action and letting go of this environment that had been safe, but also had been toxic for me for a long time. Yeah. Um, and really also that whole decision stemmed from choosing to put myself first, you know, by choosing to, after not working out for several months, um, I was like, no, I've got to get back on this. Like of all the goals that I've created for myself and all the retreats in the last five years and the goals that I made for myself, even outside of retreats, mm -hmm. I've accomplished all of them with the exception of getting my health straight. And so um, it was in April of last year that I had made, the, it was March that I made the decision, but April that I found the gym that I am currently going to. And, um, and it's, you know, it's, it was that decision to put myself first. And I really dedicated myself hard to my exercise regimen. I was going six days a week. Um, I also, even through quarantine, I pretty much have been hitting nearly every single day that they've been open and doing classes. Um, I just have found something that I love. Now, I mean, every uh, everyone should find something that works for them. CrossFit may not be for you, and that's okay. okay. I'm a little cuckoo for it, and I love it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having that, um, starting to put that discipline in place in my life of making sure I go to bed at a certain time so that way I can get, get enough sleep so that way I can get up and not be super groggy for when I train in the morning. Um, you know, choosing better foods to eat, um, you know, it all built into that decision-making, like entrusting of my own self and my own thoughts and decisions for my own self and what is best for myself. And then that led to me making this emotional, not, it wasn't an emotional decision, but it was a decision that, um, I had made knowing that this environment was not serving me anymore, just to see the others ways of being weren't serving me anymore. And I was trying new ways of being out. So I tried a new way of being out in this area too, you know, and, and I feel like I was really greatly rewarded, you know, a lot of ways through this. And there's still, I feel so many more rewards yet to come, which I am excited to discover. Um, so and I guess what's important to know is that this is taken, this isn't just popped up. This has taken years and this is being block after block after block that's kind of built on top of each other. And sometimes those blocks don't work and then you have to go back to the next block and then you put a new one on. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, but this sort of change happens gradually. Um, now to the external world, someone that's just met Megan probably thinks she's had it all together and, and, and had it all together for her whole life. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, the, that's not the reality. Yeah. The reality is, is that most people that have their shit together, it takes effort. It takes time. It took a lot of time for them to get themselves to a point where it does look like they have their shit together. So I <laughs> and I know for, for myself that you, there have been times that people have come up and they've said things like, you have it all together, you know, you know so much for, for your age. And it's like, yeah, but what, what you, you, don't, talking about, man? you don't see is the, the years of struggle, the, the crying, mm -hmm. the breakdowns, the, 
the having to pull myself back up. Oh, it's the exact representation of the iceberg of success. All the people see only is just that little tip that's hanging above the sea line. You don't see the massive trunk below of all of the sweat and determination and giving up and like getting yourself back out there and, you know, getting back up to the other side. Like people don't see that part because it's all under the surface. A hundred percent is. And it's kind of, it's funny for me when people come up and say that I'm actually grateful because I'm like, thank you for acknowledging how far I've come. You don't realize it, but you're, you're actually reflecting to me that I'm not that person that I was. Mm -hmm. So I don't take it as a, well, how dare you say, actually take it as a thank you for not even seeing that version of me that isn't here anymore. Mm. That, that, you know, saw the world in a different way that expressed myself to the world in a different way it's it's like damn okay they don't see that sweet (laughs) yeah and i love that like bringing it full circle like that is the perspective of gratitude to have in that moment you know that's i think one of the most important things about gratitude it's not about uh the gratitude itself is how you perceive life and the more you look in gratitude the more you do gratitude the more you actually see that that things that sometimes people aren't grateful for or perceive that you shouldn't be grateful for other things that for me and i think for megan and other people are the moments that we are most grateful for because it's a reminders for us for how far we've come for what we're yet to experience, all those different little things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You said it best. And I think with that, we might end the episode. So if you guys would love to share, I think, what you're grateful for today or moments even I think would be great to hear is moments that you guys actually are grateful for that most people would think that you're absolutely crazy for being grateful for i'd love to hear your thoughts whether it be on the facebook page instagram or just send me a message um thank you so much megan this has been really fun thank you so much for having me Jess. this has been a super blast and i can't wait for the next time (laughs) it's definitely going to be fun and you're definitely coming back (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait.